0: Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call four nine six one four zero seven five or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Yeah, good afternoon to our naturopath, Peter Mullen,
1: talking today about an interesting topic very close to you, meditation.
0: Yes, Dave. Like meditation, it always seems like a good idea, sitting still and focusing your mind. But how many times have you said, I don't have time to meditate or I'm not very good at it? I get a bit of confusion between meditation and
1: falling asleep. So you'll have to justify (laughs) where I'm going wrong. (laughs) Very much so. Now, we love it when our listeners call through and give us some feedback. One of our favorites is Myrna. I think we spoke to you last week, didn't we, Myrna?
2: You certainly did.
0: Good afternoon, Myrna.
2: Good afternoon, Peter. Now, I spoke to you last week about, you were talking about fatigue. Yes. And you put me on to the vitamin B my husband had been having the vitamin b um,
0: injections the 12 injection, yep, b12 yeah
2: but then hadn't had them for two years because they were need hospital for other reasons Yes. And first of all tell me um, heart fibrillation can that have anything to do with the lack of vitamin b in your system if you've been on it for so long
0: um probably not probably not it's more I'd be thinking more magnesium um, but yeah heart fibrillation and b12 i don't I don't think there's a link there
2: Okay. All right. So anyway, I got onto the vitamin B in the. it has made a big difference to him. Fantastic. Even though the doctors had said, no, he doesn't lack vitamin B, but he doesn't hold it. So he's been onto the vitamin B twice a day, as in you, um, Blackmores. Yep. I didn't put him on the magnesium because they were saying that it's it to more or less strengthen your muscles, which would also make your heart for, uh, beat faster.
0: Uh, yeah, probably not. Probably not. But that's that's okay.
2: A, I understand, yeah, because talking you're much more informative now. Then anyway, that's working all right. He goes for a cardiogram today.
0: Fantastic. Again. Well, that's, ask ask them there. What do they think about taking magnesium? See what they say.
2: Uh huh. Because his legs still aren't working properly. But I might add, he does does stupid things like climb ladders. But at eighty nine, <laughs> that's a bit ridiculous. I know that. Uh, uh, However. Now, can you tell me, ears that pop when I more or less fly, even a short distance, they really pop. But having said that, twice we've more or less grounded and then taken off quickly against something the matter with the landing or whatever it might have been. Yes. But I'm told it could be to do with sinus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's to do with the eustachian tubes um, being a little bit congested or blocked up. And then when you, when you go through the change of pressure, the air inside the eardrum drum, sorry, inside the inner ear and outer ear balance out, and that's what the popping is.
2: Okay, what do I do about
0: it? Um, well, if you're flying a lot, I would recommend... No, I'm
2: not flying a lot. I'd to go by train. I'd get 12 hours rest, but my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, if you do have to fly, chewing something when you fly, like chewing gum I've helps. I've done
2: that, yeah.
0: Um, before you fly, or just generally, if you think you do have a sinus problem, Doing steam inhalations hmm. with olbass oil or eucalyptus oil, that really helps to open up those airways. And you can always try some of the um, uh, like herbal medicines like Eyebrite. They sort of work as a bit of a natural decongestant as well. So if you're flying again and you're worried, there's definitely a few things you could try.
1: Okay. Thank you for that, Myrna. Always good to hear from you. And the phone number here is 49216216 if you'd like to call through and talk to our
0: naturopath, Peter Mullen. Today, meditation. Yeah, meditation, Dave, and you had a good point before because a lot of times... Well, firstly, firstly, let's talk about stress. Now, stress 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I no first... No such thing. <laughs> no such thing. That's exactly right. That was the comment. There's no such thing as stress, and this is only 20 years ago. We're currently in the epidemics of anxiety and depression. So in a relatively short period of time, there's a lot more people experiencing anxiety and depression, a lot more people being prescribed antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication. Now, in the, um, um, so, and and for all sorts of reasons, life's so much busier these days, it just gets away on us. Now, we all know the benefits of having a healthy diet, you'd agree with that, Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of research, you know, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, you know, diet plays a big role. More and more recently, we've heard about the major benefits of exercise, you know, exercise for people even undergoing chemotherapy and radiation therapy. You know, a clinic in WA is sort of suggesting or showing that a medical clinic actually, that people that do exercise during these treatments actually have better outcomes. So we know the benefits of diet, we know the benefits of exercise. Meditation is the third piece of the puzzle. You know, meditation is the ability to actually, no matter what's going on in your world on a day-to-day basis, to go within and sort of quiet, find a quiet space where you can really get in touch with you know what's really going on for you, or just to get to the point where you can just sit and you know think of nothing basically so meditation and anyone I know that's successfully recovered from you know serious illnesses like cancer have always stressed the importance of learning how to meditate. The great thing is it costs nothing, Dave yes, you can download apps for free on yep. your on your iPhone devices, which is awesome, and these apps will talk you through the whole process. Um, cost you nothing. You only need to do it for a minimum of 15 minutes a day, and yet the effects are, you know, really far reaching. And uh, we've got Bev with us. Bev, you've got a sciatica issue.
3: Yes, I sure have. I wouldn't wish it on anyone.
0: Hello. Good afternoon, Bev.
3: Good afternoon.
0: How long have you had sciatica for?
3: Well, it uh, came upon me on Saturday. It gradually yes. got worse. Yep. Um, Sunday, Monday, I was sitting with hot packs and taking all, all the painkillers I could find. Yes. And um, it's still not good.
0: Okay, okay. Look, do you, know, do you understand what sciatica is? Well, I think it's to do
3: with the nerve,
0: isn't it? Um... Yes, yeah, the sciatic nerve, that, which exits from about or between vertebrae L4 and L5 in the lower spine. Mm. And what happens is with the sciatic nerve is if there's a bit of degenerative change in that lower part of your spine... It causes it. It can cause the disc to sort of bulge out, and that can put pressure on that sciatic nerve.
3: Right. Yeah. So,
0: and unfortunately, what it does is it also sets up quite an inflammatory process around that nerve exit. So, all the muscles go into spasm. Um, the the disc itself can leak um, um, fluid that causes a pretty nasty inflammatory response. And unfortunately, whatever that's all locked up like that, that's going to be putting pressure on your sciatic nerve. Does that make sense?
3: Yes. Well, I did uh, feel that it started from the bottom, like a coccyx. Yeah, okay. And, and the pain went across through my hip, yeah. down my thigh and my knee, and then the machine.
0: Yeah. Well, like that's, that's sort of the, the root of the sciatic nerve. So it's a biographic condition once you've got it. But what you can do, a couple of things. Do you, I would go and see either a physio or an osteopath and get some physical treatment because you need some physical treatment just to sort of get a bit of traction and take some pressure off that nerve. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But the other things that you could try that I find work really, really well is um, a supplement containing turmeric. Yes, I take turmeric every day. Yeah, we'll take the maximum dosage of that because that's a really good anti-inflammatory. I'd also get onto some magnesium.
3: Yeah, I'd take that too... Uh, of magnesium in the morning and two in the
0: evening. Perfect. Perfect. And how long have you been doing that for?
3: Oh,
0: a few months now. Okay. Okay. Well, look, and with your turmeric, take the maximum dosage of that. And the third thing that I would add in, are you currently taking any antidepressants or? No. No? I would also get some St. John's wort. St. John's wort is very good for nerve pain. So, and the other thing you need to do is get some physical treatment there, get some traction, get some massage, um, and try and get a little bit of movement. And then the physio or the osteopath will be able to give you some exercises that you need to do as well. Okay.
1: Good luck with that, Bev. Let us know how you go. We'd like to follow up on that with you next week. So you can give us a call back and let us know. It is our naturopath, Peter Mullen here, health and well-being at 2NURFM. We're talking about meditation. I've got some misconceptions. I want to throw these at you and get your thoughts on these, right? Certainly. Meditation, it takes
0: too much time. Well, there's no, as you know, Dave, or as you may not know, there's no set time you have to meditate. But it's like any skill; the more the practice, more you practice, the better you get at it. Like a lot of my clients will say to me, "You know, I I just can't meditate; my mind's mm. all over the shop." But that's the idea: is to train yourself to actually be able to calm the mind down. The more you practice, the better you'll be. Um, practice as little as five minutes at either end of the day. I often will meditate before I go to sleep at a night time because okay. I'm already in bed, and if I fall yeah. asleep, it doesn't really matter. Yes. Um, research suggests ideally you need to meditate for around say 30 to 40 minutes a day if you're trying to manage more se- severe conditions like chronic pain or depression. Right. Another misconception you need to practice every day. Every day and it can take as be as, for as little as 5 minutes, you know, and then up to, you know, 40 minutes to an hour. And seriously, if you've got a serious health issue, you want to be spending time to help yourself. What about this meditation takes years of practice to work? well look the the meditation research has shown that meditation can start to change your state of mind from your very first practice, so think of it like running each time you do it you'll you 'll get better and better at it but just just even the first time you start to meditate you 're going to start to get benefits've got another one for you meditation's just for religious or spiritual people well look it 's been practiced for thousands of years in various cultures. Um, it's definitely not just for the spiritual. Although I sort of think of uh, meditation as being a bit of a spiritual practice, um, it's non-religious, non-non sectarian. It's basically a mental exercise. If you think of it that way, that's been shown to have huge mental benefits for anyone with a human mind and body, no matter what your spiritual views are. Okay. And I sort of think of you know I sort of think of exercise, going for a walk. I call an active type of meditation. You know, prayer. You know, pray, praying is is a form of meditation. In the fa- in the point of that, you're quieting your own mind down. So it's not connecting with you know a different being. It's basically just what you're doing to sort of calm and learn to calm your own mind down. So,
1: okay, all that. And when we come back, what will we explore a little bit
0: further? Well, just a, a little bit of um, some of the research about the or three ways actually that meditation is uh, you know has been proven to improve your health. It's all coming back at you next here, health and well being at two in your
1: R F M. It's health and well-being. Peter Mullen is here today. We're exploring meditation and you're telling me that meditation can protect our mind.
0: Dave, our brain's actually this is scary news. Our brain actually begin our brain's actually begin deteriorating after the age of 20 and continue degrading further as we get older. I think you would be, I'd be all right. Yeah, I but think it's other right. people would be worried okay. about. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, a new study by US and Australian researchers They found that this process can actually be slowed with meditation. And the study found that long-term meditators had better preserved brains than non-meditators okay. as they age. So isn't that interesting? So, you know, definitely beneficial from a brain point of view. Right.
1: What is monkey mind?
0: Uh, look, it, it's... There's a, a really good video, and actually, we've got a great blog on our website at marlinhealth.com. If people get on our website and go to the blog, and there's a great video there of a, um, uh, I think it's a Buddhist monk talking about this concept of monkey mind. Um, you know, everyone's on about mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. Not mindlessness, as my wife calls it. Sometimes, if I have a blank look on my face, but mindfulness. So mindfulness is where we develop the ability to stop this monkey mind. So monkey mind is when your your mind just goes from topic to topic to topic. And a lot of people, you know, going to bed of a night time when their mind's just going over and over and over. Mm. That's what we call monkey mind. Um, and several studies have shown that meditation through. Um, actually quieting down this monkey mind, right. um, you know, allows the body to get into a greater state of um, relaxation. Um, so mindfulness has been accepted as a useful therapy for anxiety and depression for around a decade. But, you know, the path to mindfulness, firstly, is to learn techniques to calm down this monkey mind. So, okay.
1: And what else can meditation do for us?
0: Well, again, another study at the John Hopkins University examined the relationship between mindfulness meditation and its ability to ability to reduce depression anxiety and pain and um i've got quite a few patients that are that suffer chronic pain that you know basically analgesics and medication can't touch so a lot of the pain clinics now are starting to teach um, their patients meditation as well um so it's it's also um um so for reducing depression anxiety and pain so another study found that um advanced meditators feel less pain than non-mediators despite showing more activity in the areas of the brain associated with pain so it seems that um you know meditation um doesn't block pain but it can sort of transmute it so where do we start with meditation well i would i would think that you know the the best place to start is just for a few mornings a few minutes in the morning and the evening um and you can either do, you know, download some of those free apps. And again, we've got some links to those free apps on that um, blog on our yes, website, yes. As, as well as all the research behind meditation. Um, but I would, you know, it, it, there's a lot of sites you can go to for these guided meditations. But sometimes it can be just simply sitting down and really focusing on your breathing. You know, find a quiet spot in the mornings. I always try and sit up to meditate. I find if you lay down, you're more likely to fall asleep. So meditate sitting up comfortably in a chair with, um, and basically shutting your eyes and just focusing on your breathing, going in and going out. And then when you find your mind wanders away, just bring it back to the breath. So keep bringing it back to the breath and, you know, eventually you'll start to get that sense of slowing down and time slowing down or, you know, time not being relevant. Um, but the guided meditations are great. If you've never done meditation before, I would suggest downloading an app, um, but there's a there's a great great and again we've got them all listed on the blog. That That's people can get it. On Just Twitter go to
1: mullinhealth.com.au. dot au. You yeah. can find all the blogs here and all the details there. Uh, you have another session happening tonight, don't you?
0: Yeah, it's our second last um, free talk for the year, and it's on stress and adrenal fatigue tonight at the Charlestown Multipurpose Centre. Um, we've still got some seats available, so if anyone's interested, if they get into our website, or well, they can call the office on four nine six one four zero seven five at our healing rooms in um, Hamilton.
1: Excellent. Now, that's the number there. Of course, we've given you the website. Now, what about, you mentioned that's your second last uh, session coming yeah, up. Last, yeah, last our last
0: talk for the year will be next Tuesday night will be the GAPS talk. Okay and um, that will be on in our um we'll talk about Office that next in. week yeah yeah, yeah. next awesome. tuesday more details thank you for today my pleasure